Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the epistle reading from Ephesians chapter 3. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus. In prison, Pastor Paul gets this Holy Spirited epiphany that his purpose is a given for the sake of the entire Gentile population. Dear friends, the epistle reading kicks off this evening with Pastor Paul's job description. You heard it. Ephesians 3.1 For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. No secret here. Pastor Paul is locked up, shackled to a wall, and this is the Lord's will. So, I mean, there's no... The sky is falling. Or woe is me from the lips of Pastor Paul. This 13th apostle sees his bonds. They're in the prison. And he knows that he ain't bound by any man. Oh, he's bound. <laughs> Yeah, he's a prisoner, but not just of anybody. He is a prisoner, a slave of, 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 Jesus. And that changes his perspective. That changes absolutely everything for Pastor Paul. He sees his situation through the lens of Jesus the Christ. Because he is the Lord's slave, the Lord's prisoner, is the Lord who put him... And the slammer tossed him there. Yeah. And because it's the Lord who tossed him in the slammer, he knows that, well, the Lord has good, good use for him in prison, especially in prison. Yes. The Lord, Lord has great use for Pastor Paul. For the sake of the, for the sake of the Gentiles, right? The entire population of Gentiles. So, you know, while in prison, Pastor Paul puts pen to paper and he proclaims the word to the Gentiles, a word that is unfettered, a word that is unchained, a word that is free, free, free indeed. And we know this because that word that Pastor Paul penned gets to the saints in Ephesus and this evening, the same word gets to these saints here at GLC, 303 Ruth Street. Well, what is the purpose of Pastor Paul's letter? The word that he shares. Well, what is the word that he shares? Well, it's pretty much this. Pastor Paul isn't in the uh, sharing secrets business, but rather... In the sharing mystery business. The mystery. Epiphanied by J.C. that, well, there's no more hostility. For sinners are united in the same body. See, Pastor Paul wants us to see him in a specific light. In a certain way. As God's preacher man, and we hear that here in verses 2 and 3. 
assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. Stewardship of God's grace. Uh, when Pastor Paul, I mean, he was Saul at the time, but when he was blinded by the Lord's light, remember that, on the road to Damascus? He got a whole new hat, all right. A whole new hat to wear. A hat that had seven letters on it. Those letters, S-T-E-W-A-R-D, that spells steward, steward. Now, in the ancient world, everyone knew what a steward was. What Pastor Paul wants us to see is that he is a steward, a manager in God's house, the Father's house, the King's house. Behold, Pastor Paul, a.k.a. Mr. Manager, mm-hmm, Mr. Manager, and as the manager of God's house, he had the, the delight, the joy of sharing the goods, the stuff, in God's house. Through words, 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 words. So, oh, 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 what Pastor Paul had to say was not human speech, but rather divine speech. When you heard Pastor Paul, you heard God Himself, I mean, you remember what Jesus says to the apostles, right? He who hears you, hears me. And so, the saints in Ephesus could unroll the scroll from Pastor Paul and read those words as words from God himself. C-B-D. Credible, believable, dependable. Now, we got to ask this question, though. What, what did Pastor Paul share as Mr. Manager of God's house, the Father's house, the King's house? Verses 4 and 5. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other, other generations, as it is now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Mystery. Mr. Manager of mystery. Christ mystery. But here uh, we got to stop and take a little time out because we got to get something straight here, okay? Mystery is not a secret, and a secret is not a mystery. The two are completely different, night and day different. Although we like to confuse the two and use them interchangeably, I am guilty of this, but that is eh, scripturally not correct. I know both of them deal with unknowns and that which is hidden, but when a secret a secret stops being a secret when you when you know it, right? So I share a secret, and then, well, it's no longer a secret. You know it. Whereas a mystery, 
remains a mystery when you know it. Good examples here, I mean, the mystery of life, the mystery of love, or how about the mystery that people are? I mean, that's something that's been fascinating me recently. The mystery that people are. So there's my beloved bride, Ruth. Yes, Ruth, 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 Ruth. Oh, yes, Ruth. Just when I think I know Ruth, she surprises me, and I am awed and amazed. Ruth is a mystery to me. The more I get to know Ruth, the more mysterious Ruth becomes. But really, I'm looking at uh, nothing but mysteries out there. Every single one of us, every single human being is a mystery. Every man, every woman, every child, a mystery. And that is what makes people such jolly good fun. Hashtag humans never boring. Never boring. Never boring. At least to me, I'm never boring. You are never boring to me, okay? <laughs> well, here's Pastor Paul, Mr. Manager of Mystery. So what Pastor Paul shares is mystery. What he shares then is not a secret, but open to everybody. Public. Available to everybody, everyone who has ears to hear. And you who hear this mystery, well, you can't get enough of this mystery. You always want more, never satisfied. Something so wonderful that once explained, well, it can't be explained away. At all. Totally incomprehensible to human reason and the scientific method. This is something that is so beyond the classroom and the laboratory, the laboratory. This, 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 this message, this mystery that Pastor Paul shares is experienced through, through the ears by those who hear the word and believe the word. And this is not a one-and-done kind of hearing. This is a mystery that keeps inviting us over and over and over. Come! Come! Further up and further in! And the more we experience this mystery, the more mysterious it, it becomes. amazing. It really is. Our eyes are slowly but surely open to that which these eyes actually can't see. A different set of eyes. What a epiphany. The Holy Spirit using the Word of God to open the eyes of our hearts to see that which is invisible. And that which is invisible, dear friends, is more sturdy more lasting, more rock-solid, more real than that which is seen. Now that's a mystery. So what is this mystery? <laughs> this mystery of Christ. Pastor Paul spells it out for us in verses 6 through 8. This mystery is that the Gentiles, the non-Jews, are fellow heirs, members of the same body, 
and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though, I am the very least of all the saints. This grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. The mystery is that Christ has killed all hostility by being killed himself at Calvary. So that now there is unity for every Tom, Dick, and Harry in our Lord's crucified and risen body. Alleluia, alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Those Gentiles who were palatiously far off and palatiously bad off, no more. No more. They're in, baby. Gentile and Jew together by the good shepherd himself. And even as an infant, the Lord Jesus is already drawing foreigners, Gentiles, from miles away. Which we see, actually, in the Gospel reading, right? Uh, magi, wise guys, anyone? Listen to this. Verses 10 and 11 of the Gospel reading. When the wise guys saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. The O little town of Bethlehem, word, word, word from the prophet Micah, is such a great epiphany for the wise guys. The Holy Spirit uses that word, that word, that word, to open the eyes of their hearts, to see this eight-pound, six-ounce baby Jesus as God in the flesh, to be worshipped and adored in the flesh. The magi, the wise guys, they get it. The faith light bulb turns on. They realize they're in, baby. They are in. They are members of God's royal family. So whatever riches they have, they pale in comparison to the riches that are in the Christ child's treasure chest. But what riches, what treasures, what gifts are shared in God's royal family? Thank you for asking. The unconditional divine acceptance and approval Unfiltered forgiveness, unlimited love, unwavering hope, unstoppable peace, and of course, unending life. What a motley crew that gets to enjoy these gifts and treasures from the Christ child within God's royal family. I mean, just think about it. The folks that get dunked into Christ's body and get to dine on Christ's body are folks that you normally wouldn't see hanging out together, you know, out there, out there, out there, out there. 
the uh, four-star restaurant owner and the soup kitchen goer, the old-timers and the miners, those who have cash and clout, and those who have nothing in their bank account, the meat eaters and the vegans, the conservatives and the progressives, the MSNBCers and the Fox Newsers, the Spartans and the Wolverines, the Luddites and the Techies, the Star Wars fans, and of course the Star Trek fans. I can't understand them, that's okay. <laughs> that's my little jab. <laughs> the people who love guns and the people that don't want to touch a gun with a temple pole. Think about the people that you commune with, the people that you worship with here at GLC. Would you really be hanging out with them out there if it weren't for membership here? Not with everybody, right? I mean, what an amazing thing our Lord is doing within a congregation. What he's orchestrating, bringing together people from all walks of life, all political persuasions, with, with many and various opinions and thoughts, people who even like the lions, oh man, bringing all of these people together to share in a life. A life that has no end. That's a mystery. It really is. And it, it's a mystery that isn't just for people. It's a mystery that is literally for the entire planet. See this uh, gospelly good news proclamation here in the church. Through the church's gospel proclamation. The mystery is epiphanied to all of creation that there will be a cosmic restoration at the last day, consummation. See, this plan, this plan that was hidden until, 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 until Christ, living, bleeding, dying, third day rising, that plan involves fishies, and birdies, too. See, every nook and cranny of this world is taken up into God's making everything new again plan, program, project. Verses 9 and 11. And to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus. The unity that Christ establishes with his own Good Friday to blood 
isn't just about binding people of every nation, but also binding everything in all of creation. That's a mystery. That's a mystery. I, I have a hard time, you know, putting my cufflinks on sometimes, <laughs> just getting these sleeves together. I mean, here, God is going to join everything together in heaven and on earth. Amazing. A mystery. Through the preaching of the gospel here in the church, those who uh, want to buck God and do things their own way, you know, the movers and the shakers of this world, through the gospel, they get a rude awakening. They get quite a, a dose of reality, we'll call it that. And it goes something like this, from our Lord, through the preaching of the gospel. Oh, so you think you're in the driver's seat. Hmm, yeah, let me tell you something, you're not. Uh, I am. I am. I'm the creator of this world, and I'm using absolutely everything. Every disaster, every law passed, every hospitalization, every war, every tyrant, every tsunami, every death, every birth, every diagnosis, every organization, every institution, every government to fulfill my work of cosmic restoration. And you can't stop me. I'm in control. There will be peace on this earth. This is most certainly true. Signed me, God. Until that final epiphany, dare, dare to enter this mystery, which is Christ, who brings heaven down to earth here at GLC and use that open, unrestricted access for the sake of everybody. Dear friends, have you ever thought to, 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 to yourself, what? Why in the world is most of the service just empty up here? Empty. I mean, it really is that, right? It's an empty stage for most of the service, and that is by divine design. The emptiness is to convey the mystery that... We are not alone. That Christ is with us, hiddenly, invisibly, sacramentally, liturgically. We are never, ever alone in the divine service. Every divine service, Jesus brings heaven down to 303 Ruth Street so that we can enter heaven bodily, which is what Pastor Paul speaks plainly, right? Verse 12, love, I love these words here. These are words that we ought to have tattooed in golden letters on our heart. In whom we have boldness 
and access with confidence through our faith in him. If we really believed that Jesus wasn't with us, we would stay in the pews the entire service. We would. If we were like most of American Christendom who believe in the uh, real absence, yeah, we'd just stay there right in the pew. But we don't, right? We don't. We come forward because we know that we meet Jesus face to face right here. And through Jesus, we enter into God's throne room without fear. And there God the Father gives us his ear. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. We don't have to die to get to heaven. We don't. This is the mystery, dear friends. I, I can't stress this mystery enough. We get to go to heaven every single time we go to church. Every time. We get to go to heaven. That when we come forward, we actually enter the throne room of God. Let that sink in for a moment. We get to approach the throne of grace. That is just a mystery that ought to just tickle us throughout our entire lives. This is really here at the throne of grace. This really is grace at prayer. When you come forward, you bring your petitions, you bring your prayers, you bring the needs of others. That's what you do because you know that you have open, unrestricted access to the Father's ear. We use this open, unrestricted access to join Jesus in his work of restoration by praying to God the Father for, for governments and courts, for tyrants and war, for depression and mental illness, for poverty and the homeless, for sickness and health, for crops and harvest, for abusive businesses and exploitive companies, for violence and bloodshed, for racism and prejudices, for those who are dying. Please know this. That our prayers are doing far more good for this country and the world than we could ever imagine or even conceive. No matter what the pundits and politicians say about the church, the church brings so many blessings to this land. And the greatest blessing, of course, is yet to come. The mystery will eventually be revealed, fulfilled. The mystery 
that is now will eventually be no longer, no more. Yeah. The mystery of Christ with us invisibly is such a joy, this epiphany, for we will get to see this mystery when Christ returns in full blessed glory and makes everything new, including you in me. Dear friends, the mystery awaits us. Let's enter this mystery together. Epiphany to the max. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.